Coming to grips with mortality is very serious business. Coming to grips with the reality that God, the God of the majority text Holy Bible, created the heavens and the earth and all that pertains to us is serious business. Coming to grips with the certainty that we will all soon die and stand before God to give account of our lives is serious business. Coming to grips with the fact that becoming born again is the key that unlocks the door to eternal life in Christ is unparalleled serious business. Years ago, I sat in a college sociology class when the instructor asked the question, how do you get to heaven? He polled the class, which came up with two answers. One, obey the Ten Commandments and go to church regularly. And two, simply live a good life and don't hurt anyone. Next, the instructor took a vote. Approximately 30 students, with the exception of three, chose either one or two. The instructor selected answer one. I did not choose between the options on the blackboard. I raised my hand to be heard. When the instructor acknowledged me, I asked whether he would accept Jesus Christ as an authority on how to get to heaven. He replied that he would. I explained that according to Jesus Christ, both of the posted options were wrong. Jesus said in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except the man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Have you been born again? Are you a new creature in Christ Jesus? Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Click now. We will wait here for you. Now for today's subject. God said, Psalms chapter 19, verses 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, then much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in the keeping of them there is great reward. Man said the Bible is a book of fairy tales. Now the record. The Word of God is a reliable, even supernatural history book. This truth is the first pillar of the four-pillar proof test employed by God said, man said. God's record, beginning with his hands-on eyewitness account of creation, Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden, man's fall, Noah, the Tower of Babel and the confounding of the languages, Sodom and Gomorrah, Moses, the plagues of Egypt, David and Goliath, etc., 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 are all true and righteous altogether. We can and must rely on God's word if we are to find life and have it more abundantly. Many archaeological discoveries support the accuracy of the Word of God. Accounts written thousands of years ago and discredited by the world skeptics are proving to be true. God's Word is a flawlessly reliable history book. Biblical minimalists have challenged the scriptural account of King David, even discounting his actual existence, relegating him to the realm of fiction and folklore. If King David is a fiction of men, then Jesus Christ's credibility is challenged as well. Of course, this shows man's underlying blasphemy. 
The very first verse of the New Testament reads, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. The following excerpts are from a 2005 issue of Biblical Archaeology Review under the heading, Happy Accident, David Inscription. The most recent issue of Buried History, the Journal of the Australian Institute of Archaeology, features an article by Alan Millard of the University of Liverpool, England, on important archaeological finds that were found by accident. Millard cautions against drawing conclusions from what has not been discovered. One of Millard's examples is the famous Tel Dan inscription, Estille, that mentions the house of the dynasty of David. It was commissioned by a non-Israelite king barely a century after King David lived. Before the house of David inscription was discovered, even the bare name David, let alone a reference to him as king, was unattested in any ancient inscription. Based on the fact that no one named David had ever been discovered from anywhere within centuries of David's time, some biblical minimalists argued that the biblical David was a fictional character with about the same claim to being historical as King Arthur. Again from the article. And so the Tel Dan House of David inscription was discovered. Shortly thereafter, it was on the front page of the New York Times. End of quote. The Bible said King David. And archaeology confirms. The account of Jezebel, whose name is synonymous with wickedness and murder, is well defined in the scriptures. Her entrance into biblical history begins in 1 Kings 16, verses 30 and 31. And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. And it came to pass, as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. This is the Jezebel who killed the prophets of the Lord. She worshipped Baal, the Phoenician sun god. Jezebel taught Israel to commit abominations. She inspired to have Naboth killed because her husband coveted his field. She threatened the mighty prophet of God, Elijah, because he destroyed 450 of her prophets of Baal and more. Is this Jezebel just another piece of ancient folklore, or is God's word accurate once again? The following paragraphs are from a 2008 feature article titled, Fit for Queen, Jezebel's Royal Seal, published in Biblical Archaeology Review. Belonging to a queen, elaborately decorated with symbols and letters, this store seal undoubtedly belonged to a member of the upper class. The seal was a part of a private collection that was donated to the Israel Department of Antiquities in the early 1960s. Its unusually large size, it is one and a half inches long, and common Egypto-Phoenician symbols of royalty and divinity strongly suggest that it belonged to a king or queen. The seal bears four letters, Y-Z-B-L, interspersed around the images. Although scholars have long recognized the similarity of the inscription to the name Jezebel, they have usually refrained from making a connection to the infamous Queen Jezebel, Phoenician wife of the Israelite King Ahab. With the reconstruction of two additional letters, L, apostrophe, in the damaged area at the top, however, author Marjo Carpo argues that the inscription originally read, L, apostrophe, Y-Z-B-L, or belonging to Jezebel, and was in fact the personal seal of the biblical queen, end of quote. 
The Bible said Jezebel and archaeology confirms God's word is a supernaturally reliable history book. God said Psalms chapter 19 verses 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in the keeping of them there is great reward. Man said, the Bible is a book of fairy tales. Now you have the record.